0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for being here today, and I hope that your week is going well. If not, one of the nice things, you know, we talked yesterday and Monday about twilight and that there is an ending of a day and a new one begins. And really, really honoring the rhythm that God has placed into our very DNA, into the creation itself. And to be careful of, of of twilight and making sure that you are ending things well and having enough energy to begin the things that God is bringing to you. And so make sure you honor twilight, especially in the natural. And we talked yesterday about even if your day starts at 12, that that you practice that winding up and making sure you're winding down and not trying to defy time. And And I'm a great, <laughs> I struggle with wanting to defy time. And I really am constantly repenting and, and talking to God about the need for me to honor time and the way that He makes time and the way He manages time. And things are in his time. And so there are 24 hours in a day and he wants us to live one day at a time. And the better I live that day, what that means is I don't have a whole bunch of stuff to clean up tomorrow because I didn't handle yesterday well. It also means I have more energy for the day that I'm in, which generally translates to me performing better Making better decisions, being less sensitive. That means that I get into less arguments. I have less problems with people. And I usually feel better about myself. And I usually treat people better. So there's a lot to being said for boundaries with time. And that leads us into this issue of change, because that's what time is change. Time is constantly going. And we are constantly having to deal with this issue of change. And we know that change is inevitable. And and there's a very famous saying I love. It says, nothing is permanent except change. And the only constant is change. Nothing endures but change. Or the shortened version. The only thing you can truly depend on is change. And I think it's important that we recognize that change is hard for all of us, even if it's good change. Even positive change can be extremely stressful. And that has to do with just our genetic makeup. It has to do with that changing of energy. It has to do with what it does to our body, our soul, our mind, our spirit, what it does to the people around us, how it affects so many things. It's like the ripple effect. I think that this is really important that we focus on this issue of change and recognize that that's part of twilight and that we're moving in and out of things at any given time. And how do we manage those things gracefully? So what's changed in your life? What's going to change? Maybe you're adding a family member. Maybe you're adopting a child. You're having a child. Maybe you're marrying someone with children. Maybe your children are having children. Maybe you've gotten a new pet. Maybe you bought a new house, got a new job. You lost a job. What are the changes that are occurring? Maybe you're just seeing yourself aging. Maybe you're more tired than you used to be. Maybe you're recognizing that you don't relate as well to media like you used to. But things are changing. The world is changing. Maybe you're recognizing that some of the beliefs that you used to think that everybody believed, you're finding out that maybe more people than not do not believe in what you believe. Well, that's a change. It's more comfortable when we all kind of think the same. And I don't mean think the same in terms of not being unique. But have some of the same structure the same majors, that we really think that that's a given, that we all believe, blah, blah, blah. It was kind of like in the time of Columbus when everybody believed the earth was flat, and he introduced that the earth was most likely round. That was a change that was cataclysmic, necessary, but almost, he almost lost his life over it. So change is a big deal. Think of the change that Jesus brought the planet time the way our clock is is because of jesus we have a.d we have bc and so we have before christ we have after death so many things changed because of him so what about your life and the moving in and out of change. See, twilight is intended to help us change safely. And I say that because we talked yesterday and Monday about what would it be like if there were no twilight. I mean just just go with me on this and imagine for a moment. It's five thirty, six o'clock, and the sun you know, the sun's gonna go down, it's setting, and usually we have about an hour, hour and a half kind of time where it's, the the atmosphere is changing. So what would happen if twilight was non-existent? You're driving home and all of a sudden, midnight, the blackest, blackest time occurs without any warning. You're not even ready for it. All of a sudden you went from the bright light to the deepest, darkest night. So twilight is that beautiful thing God does to ease us into a change. So you usually get some warnings, just like twilight gives us some warnings. It starts to get a little, we see dusk coming. You know, we're not, we know that, oh, it's not 12, 12 noon. And we see, then we see the stars coming out, and we know that the day has changed tonight. So I want you to recognize what change is occurring in your life and what is twilight? What were the indicators that change was happening? And if change is coming, I want you to recognize what are the indicators that are easing me into this change? How can I let God help me with this transition? Even if it's a positive one, it's stressful. Let's say you're buying a new house. That's awesome, but it can be very stressful. What if you've gotten a new job that you've been really working hard on getting and trying to get, and you start on Monday? Well, twilight is like the time before. How are you preparing for that job? How are you ending the last one and transitioning into the new one? And many times people don't take that space in between the change. They don't manage it well they don't take advantage of it because change produces stress and it creates losses even if the change is positive there will be stress and some kind of loss like we've talked about winning the lottery all of a sudden everything changes you've got a ton of money you didn't used to have a ton of money now everybody around you changes you have a whole bunch of new friends you're not sure you can trust And if you've never known how to handle that amount of money, and you had no transition, no real twilight to prepare you for that change, what we have found with lottery winners, if they came from very little money and won the lottery, within one year, they are far more in debt than they were before they ever won the lottery. Because it's almost like there was no twilight. They went from poor to rich. So you want to think about the stress that comes with change and taking advantage of the easing into a change, even if it doesn't feel like there's any time in between the change. We usually have indicators, and many times we don't pay attention to the indicators that a change is coming. Now, there are always some changes that there's no way anyone could have predicted or seen. And that's a different kind of grace that God gives us for the change that there was no warning for. But the other types of changes, which are more common, we usually have warning. We usually have twilight, especially the ones that we choose, especially the transitions that we are generating. So we know that stress and change are two dynamics that humans tend to dislike and oftentimes resist. And so we see this many times. People say they want change. You start to initiate change, and you get a lot of pushback. And this is because change is stressful. And when we initiate a change, what you'll find is there are often things we never anticipated were coming with that change. So we want to think about that humans, by nature, gravitate toward pleasure, and they naturally resist pain. The seasons of life, they're very stressful. But sometimes, it's good stress. Giving birth to a baby is good stress. Painful, quite painful, but good stress. The stress of rehabbing a shattered leg Is good stress, but extremely painful. The stress of rebuilding a house, if it was burned down, is really negative stress. Even though you're going to get a house from it, the amount of loss that you may have incurred steals from the new house. And so stress, whether it's positive or negative, is painful. And and it, strains us what we want to do is we want to let that stress that strain strengthen us the enemy wants it to weaken us the enemy wants us to shy away from it to resist it to try not to change and what inevitably happens if we do not grow from change We become weaker so that any little change is overwhelming. And many times the way we manage that is through self-medicating behaviors. We get more reclusive. We make our world smaller and smaller and smaller, trying to get rid of stress instead of recognizing that life is stress. The whole earth is straining. The whole universe is straining. The whole growth process is straining. God designed humans for stress. It is part of the creative process. Stress creates change. Change creates stress. And hopefully manifests in new beauty and new depth. Choice is the operative word here. We as humans, with free will, can decide how we deal with respond or react to stress and change and the pain that it brings what does that mean it means the only choice that we have when it comes to change is how we deal with it there are some changes that we can say no to and that's that's wonderful that we can exercise some free will on some changes like no i don't want i don't want to make that change i don't want to change my hairstyle okay But if your hairstyle is that of somebody in the 50s, you may incur some stress from the way the world responds to you. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to do it, but the thing that you want to remind yourself of is change is always going to be occurring. There is no choice when it comes to that. Change will always be here. And there are some things you choose to change, and they still can create stress. So the issue is the choice word here is how I handle the stress of the change. Does it cause me to be a better person, a stronger person, someone with more depth, someone with more compassion, someone that has more tolerance, someone that is more flexible? Think about God, how strong he is, how flexible he is, how deep he is. How compassionate and tolerant he is. He's had to endure so many changes in his creation that he never asked for and his choice was to continue with us. So it must bring God so much heartache to see that pain brings out either the best in humans or the worst. And I always say to people, listen, if there's anything good in a person, pain will find it out. I'm sure that it is sad to God that ease and pleasure produces nothing valiant or admirable in humans. Because this, th- it only occurs, the only time pleasure brings out valiancy is when it's a byproduct of overcoming or enduring some great painful hardship, if it's a reward, like the bloom after a long cold winter. See, we even see nature, that the old has to die for the new to come. And there are reasons for seasons, right? So what season are you in? And see, there's a twilight before a season begins, and there's a twilight when the season is ending. So recognize change is inevitable. And we oftentimes work harder resisting and fighting the inevitable rather than growing through it and becoming stronger people. We use all of our strength to fight and resist An impending change. And I'm all for fighting and resisting a change that is unhealthy, a change that is unethical or immoral or illegal or dangerous. I think that we should rise to that occasion and choose to resist that change. But I don't want us to be people that resist change because just because, because we don't want to change. I want us to be people that are constantly becoming more of who God intended for us to be. That we are pushing ourselves toward the higher calling. We are pushing ourselves, straining, striving to be valiant, admirable people. People that the world would revere. The people that the world would want to copy. The people that the world would see as people to really compare themselves to and say, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. I want to be that person. I think that's what Jesus was. And there's a lot of people in his time that got it. They wanted to be him. They got it. There's a lot of people that resisted him. And their lives did not go well. So when you think about the fact that change is inevitable, And, and that we oftentimes work harder to resist it. And we use all of our strength to resist it. I want you to recognize how nature does change. See, the strongest trees don't resist growing. What they do is dig their roots deeper to handle the strain of living. To handle the strain of storms and different seasons. They dig their roots in deeper, so that when winter, spring, summer, fall, the storms come, they withstand the storm. And not only do they withstand it, but anyone that has done any wood woodworking knows that trees, that wood that has been really strained, like those that the, the when they used to build ships with out of the great oak trees and redwood trees that. That wood, when it was strained through all those, sh- those times in the ocean, all those journeys through tumultuous waters, that wood was revered and was the most expensive wood when it was made into cabinetry. So when you think about this, when we try to control and mitigate the storms of life, We then are allowing the pain and stress to activate defense mechanisms, to activate maladaptive coping skills. So instead of learning how to endure a storm, we are resisting a storm. And in order to resist a storm, you're going to have to ask for things outside of yourself that are not healthy to mitigate the pain. Or you're going to have to turn yourself into something you're not in order to resist that storm. But the storm comes anyways. The storm still occurs. So this is why I want you to think about the saying that I penned. It's every loss has a gain. Every gain has a loss. So if you look at the changes in your life, what losses have they incurred? But I want you to think about what did I gain because of the loss? There's always a gain for a loss. That's built in to God's universe. That's the way he works. So it's a very special and wonderful thing that every loss has a gain and every gain has a loss. So think about... The gain of a new baby. How wonderful that is. But what is the loss that comes with that? Think of the wonderful gain that comes when you lose weight. But what's the loss that you incur? Well, you might not be able to eat the the food that you enjoyed eating. You might have new stresses. People respond to you differently. You might feel more pressure. What if you lost a job? What if you gained a job? This is really important as we look at twilight, back to twilight, and the season that you are in, and how are you managing the moving in and out of seasons of your life, just as the day is the season and the night is the season. How are you managing the loss? How are you managing the gain? Because the enemy wants to come in and infect them both. So he either wants to make the loss worse, more complicated, or he wants to steal the gain from you. So it's up to you to say, God, I wanna be that flexible person. I wanna be that person that digs my roots in deeply into you, to your word, to your way of living. I want to be that person. That you envisioned me to be. That when you were creating me in my mother's womb, you had an idea and you thought I was beautiful and wonderful. I want to be that person, Lord. And I want to make sure that the changes that are in my life, the losses and the gains that come to me, cause me to be closer to who you've called me to be. This is what we see with Jesus. The more he endured, the more godly he became. The more loss he incurred, the more beautiful he became. There was nothing Satan could do to corrupt him. Nothing. This is our example, and of course, we are not going to be Jesus. But we have a great example, and we have his spirit within us to help us, to encourage us, to guide us and protect us. So ask yourself where you're at. What twilight is? Is it twilight going into repose or is it a twilight that's ramping up? And how am I going to handle that change? And how am I going to do that change well? Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for being brave and looking at these changes and being that person God has called you to be. Because only you can be you. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow about more about change.